this podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics like self-improvement, business, health and beauty, and random thoughts about life from a Christian perspective. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. Do you need help starting or resetting your priorities? During the month of September, in addition to my regular episodes, I'm having a September self-care series. This series is going to focus on getting your mind, body, and soul a much-needed push to start or get back on track. I've got some amazing guests discussing topics ranging from healthcare to career development that will motivate you to take action. This series is going to leave you feeling inspired and ready to invest in yourself. You're worth the risk. Are you enjoying the Hustle and Faith podcast? If so, please be sure to rate and leave a review. Doing so will help others discover this podcast. Thanks again for your support. It is very much appreciated. So today I have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Christy Matusiak. She is a holistically driven chiropractic physician at Integrated Holistic Healthcare who uses a variety of systems to help her clients live a happy, healthy life. Welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you, Tasha, so much for having me. It's going to be a pleasure. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. The pleasure is mine. Why don't you tell the audience about yourself? So thank you. So I am a holistic chiropractor for many who don't know what that means. It doesn't just mean you crack bones and that sort of thing. (laughs) Um, I tend to work with the entire person. So mentally, emotionally, spiritually, structurally, and nutritionally. Um, I focus on something called applied kinesiology. I've been doing this for about 13 years now. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Dr. Christy Cares. Um, admittedly, have not done a lot of videos recently, but there should still be about 100 or so videos up on there. Um, I'm a mom to three boys, um, uh-huh. 12 years old, not, almost nine and six years old. Uh, married about 17 years. And also about a year ago, I authored a book called Coordinating the Chaos Through Birth and Burnout. So that is more driven towards the newly postpartum mother who's struggling with life and that overwhelm, <laughs> that sense of just kind of being a mom bee, so to speak, and uh, just kind of providing some holistic tips and tricks to overcome that stage of her life while also helping guide the care of that baby in the first year or so of life. Wow. So needless to say, you are busy, busy. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> A little bit. Busy, busy, busy. I get that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what motivated you to become a chiropractor? So it's funny story, actually. So I've always been interested in holistic health. I mean, I, interestingly enough, my mother recently gave me a bunch of stuff from that was in her basement as mothers do sometimes, right? That all stuff Mm -hmm. from my high school. (laughs) And I was going through some of this and it was some essays that I'd written to get into college. And I was saying the same stuff back then that I say today, it was actually beautifully enlightening to see that this has been just a part of who I am for as long as I can remember. Just that interest in holistic health. I went to college and I majored in biology and psychology, focusing on that whole person approach, which back then wasn't as mainstream as it is now. Sure. Um, but then at that time, I mean, I was, I was the kid that if I got a cold, I would just high dose on vitamin C. My roommate would think that I was crazy, but Hey, I got over my cold in two or three days while hers lasted a week. Um, but after that, I actually ended up going and working at Abbott laboratories, which clearly, if you know anything about Abbott labs, the big, oh, yeah. big pharmaceutical company, yes. very opposite of what I do in my philosophy right now, but it was a good job right out of school. And 
as I was trying to advance and kind of move my career through, I was applying for another job in a different division. And at one point in that interview, they said, they asked me, where do you see yourself in five years? And I said, well, honestly, in five years, I would really love to see myself in a more preventative health position, really taking prevention and diet and holistic health into account as opposed to needing medications ultimately. And then I realized where I was interviewing (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't get the job, (laughs) which was fine because in five years, little that I know, I would have graduated chiropractic school by then and had my fate, so to speak, kind of laid out for me because shortly after that, Abbott had a huge layoff and I had found a chiropractor at that time that I was kind of being mentored by. And it was a beautiful, seamless, like, you know, divine intervention. Here's your new path kind of scenario. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I kind of want to follow up on that. You, you had a desire to have more preventative, uh, preventative care. Is there a reason kind of like why the medical community seems to not focus on that as much in your opinion? You know, I try not to have any negative or ill will towards the Western or allopathic community because I believe they serve an immense value. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it's just not worth what they're good at. I think we all need to really embrace where our focus is. And in that side of medicine, they excel hands out at acute crisis management. Mm -hmm. And I tell patients this all the time. I'm like, if you're having a heart attack, please don't come to my office. If you're having a stroke, please don't come to my office. If you get into a car accident where, you know, you need surgery, like there's, there's a need and a time and place for everything. Sure. Sure. And they don't excel at managing chronic conditions. They don't excel at prevention. They don't excel at general health. They excel at getting you out of a big problem. Gotcha. And so I feel like if we all just kind of stay in our own lane within healthcare, we can support each other a bit better. Gotcha. Gotcha. So why do you think, or maybe I should say it this way, what do people most often misunderstand about chiropractic care? Yeah. Well, I started saying this up at the beginning. I think the biggest misconception is that we only treat musculoskeletal conditions. Um, people think immediately, oh, they think of a chiropractor. We can crack your back and your neck. And if you have a back pain, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But at least in my practice, and there are some chiropractic offices that that's their primary focus and that's fine. Um, but at least in my office, we do much bigger things than that. So The other thing that people misunderstand frequently is I've gotten many patients in my office who have mentioned, well, I've heard that there's a risk of stroke or that this could be dangerous. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's been disproven time and time again. In fact, there was a semi-recent article in PubMed um, that has flat out across the board said there is no excess risk from a chiropractic adjustment than there is a seeing your primary care physician with regard to strokes. Essentially, what ends up happening is a patient comes seeking care for XYZ symptoms that are essentially on the verge of creating a, like a stroke is already almost happening in progress. And if we were to do a chiropractic adjustment under those conditions, it would not be appropriate, right? Just like I said before, you know, acute crisis sure. management is a different scenario. Definitely. And so you just have to be an intelligent practitioner to know when it is and is not appropriate. In a person who is not in the middle of or about to have a stroke, there is no added risk to any of the kind of manipulation that we do. Fantastic. And actually, that's a perfect segue into the next question. When and why would someone need to see a chiropractor? Yeah. So depends on what kind of chiropractor ones. Again, I mean, not all 
people in different professions are created equal, right? And so we all focus on different things. And within chiropractic for me, it's very holistically based. So anything that you would generally go to your primary care physician for, acid reflux, blood pressure issues, um, having issues maintaining and managing your blood sugar. So from a diabetic perspective, um, of course, musculoskeletal complaints like back pain and neck pain, sure. headaches, TMJs, things of that nature, but then also digestive complaints, um, hormonal issues, difficulty conceiving, like the list can kind of go on and on just general wellness, you know? So things that you would generally think, oh, I'm going to go to my doctor because I, I'm having trouble sleeping. I have, I'm constantly tired. I've got this and this. We can generally treat that from a natural point of view. So we can tend to avoid medications, surgeries, and things of that nature. Okay. So I am a newbie and that's one (laughs) of the reasons why I wanted to interview you because I don't really know a lot about um, chiropractors. So that's very interesting. So you can, I, I didn't realize that you would be able to treat all of those different conditions that you mentioned, especially um, you know, the majority of my audience is women. So the hormonal and the sleep issues, that's super interesting. Oh yeah. It's, if I, <laughs> I am a woman, so I tend to love treating women a bit more than men, but of course I see sure. all, all varieties of people, sure. but hormonal things are just, it's such a huge, it's a, so prevalent now. Um, it's also mm-hmm. part of what drove me to write my book, honestly, is because mm-hmm. without even realizing it, I was kind of in some postpartum depression, didn't realize it until about two years after my first son was born. And then I went, huh, I've kind of been living in the clouds for the last two years. Mm-hmm. And if I had known what I know now, back 12 years ago, I think my life and his life would have been very, very different. And there's just, there's so many things that we can do and hormones are so complicated and we're constantly learning more and more. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, this is something that if we're having hormonal issues and we go to our primary care or gynecologist or something, mm-hmm. their first line of defense tends to be, oh, we'll just get on birth control. And that doesn't solve anything, to be honest with you. That's just putting a bandaid over the problem. Sure. It's like having your engine light come on in your car and, oh, well, I'll just put some duct tape on it and keep driving. Yeah. Yeah. That is super, super interesting. So again, I know you mentioned that, uh, there's different specialties that chiropractors have. What makes you unique? So I mentioned this a little bit as well. So, well, there's so many things. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go for so it. If, if you ask my friends, they could probably tell you more about what makes me unique. <laughs> but uh, so first and foremost, I specialize in something called applied kinesiology. So what that means is that we're using the person's body that we're working on as kind of like a biofeedback machine. So your muscles can tell me a lot of information about what's going on inside your body. So I look at blood work. I assess that all the time, but blood work only tells us so much. Your history still only tells us so much. Your body can tell us a lot if we really listen to its cues. Mm. So every muscle in your body correlates with a different organ system. So this system was uh, designed by a doctor. Oh, I believe it was 1964. His name was George Goodhart. And he started making correlations between muscles and specific organ systems. Mm -hmm. So for instance, there's certain muscles in the arm that are related to the lung. There are certain muscles in the leg related to large intestine or small intestine or adrenal glands. And so by testing some of these things manually, kind of like a physical therapist would to determine your level of strength, we can tell if there's micro dysfunction in your body. So if I tell somebody, oh, there's something going on with your kidneys, 
I don't mean go to the hospital, you're, ki- you're in kidney failure, you've got all these things oh. going on. Mm-hmm. From a functional perspective, it means, okay, maybe you just didn't drink enough water today, or maybe we need to look at some other lifestyle factors that are impacting that organ system and that um, area as a whole and how it impacts your body altogether. So besides for that, I mean, I also, there's another system off of that applied kinesiology that's called neuroemotional technique. And that's what I, I just love. It's all my bread and butter. And so just like I said, when we are asking your body questions, your body gives you cues every day. Pain mm-hmm. is your body's way of communicating with you. Mm-hmm. And so frequently we can sit there and kind of ask, okay, what's really going on here? And there are mental, emotional, metaphysical reasons that our bodies manifest these physical issues. And so if we can dig a little bit deeper, make some of those connections to your liver or your gallbladder and realize emotionally, those systems tend to be connected with anger, resentment, frustration, sorts of emotions. And we back that out and say, well, what are you experiencing in your life? That's kind of in that arena of things. We can take that much deeper holistic approach and balance your emotions, balance your energy from that standpoint, and then your pain and whatever issue you may have come in with gets healed on its own. Wow. I know I, I kind of rambled on that one, but <laughs> this is no, not <laughs> rambling at all. That is absolutely fascinating. I did not know that you could do all of that. I, I honestly, I'm learning a lot and I know the audiences as well. So uh, no, thank you for that. Definitely not rambling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just get so excited. I'm like, I could just talk forever on that topic. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's fascinating to me. It, it really is. I, I got to ask you this, you know, because I have not met too many chiropractors. I'm being honest that you are the first one that I've really had um, the opportunity to meet. And it's such a specialized field. So I'm curious, who has been your biggest supporter or mentor throughout your career? That's a tough question because so many people in my life have really supported this journey, right? I, I would say the first and foremost, though, I have to give credit to the very first chiropractor I ever met and new because just, just like you, Tasha, like I didn't know this era, this even existed. I just knew that in my heart and soul, who I was, was just a bit more holistic and natural. And this is what I wanted to do to serve humanity, but I didn't know it existed in this framework until I met him. And so when I, like I said, when I was kind of still in that Abbott transition, um, I was about to get married and my mom, you know, what bride doesn't want to lose weight and look better for their wedding and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she at the time had introduced me to this chiropractor who had done a talk at her gym. And she's like, Christy, you'll just love him. You've got to meet this guy. He speaks your language. You know, I think you'll really, you know, just really align with him. And so that's when I met him and I started working for them part time. And he just opened me up to the world that is now what I do on a regular basis. And if it weren't for him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing this. And so I give the majority of credit to him. And then, um, you know, there's, there's definitely been other people along the way, different mentors in, in the profession, as far as teaching me all that I needed to know. Cause that was the other funny thing. When I first met him, his name was Justin Tossing. Um, when I first met him as a chiropractor and he was introducing me to this, I was fascinated and I was so intrigued. And I was like, I, I got to learn more. I got to learn this. And he said, Oh, well, by the way, you don't learn this in school. I said, what? Wow. <laughs> um, he says, yeah, really? when you go to chiropractic school, you just learn the basics of what you need to do to graduate. And then ultimately, that's why I said everyone's specialized in a little bit of something different wow. where, where your heart is. And so 
all this this work, the neuroemotional work, the applied kinesiology work, some of the energy um, connections, all that's postgraduate outside of the classroom work. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, okay, that's so different. I, I, again, my background's marketing and communication, so I'm nowhere near you know, your, your field, but that is so, that's amazing to me that most of your, your learnings is outside of the classroom, if you will. That's super interesting. Yeah. I, they've, I've said, I've said this and the colleagues of mine have said this, you know, there's nothing wrong with our education. It -hmm. does exactly what it's designed to do, but that's why we have continuing education requirements every year. Sure. You know, once you graduate in a professional licensure um, area, you have to continually keep your knowledge up to speed, you know, with current information. Um, and a lot of those things are available to students. And so when I was in school, I was doing all this at the same time. I want to say I probably had probably 500 extra hours of study on top of the regular coursework during my time at school. And then obviously since even more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, your field is so specialized. I'm kind of curious, what advice would you give to someone pursuing a career path similar to yours? First, uh, honestly, the first piece of advice is I would say shadow and talk to someone in the field. Mm. Um, Cause yeah. like I said, I didn't know this existed until I met him and I was, I just literally fell in love with all that it represented. Mm-hmm. And so the more practitioners that you can meet and see what specifically aligns with you, may not align with you. Um, that's going to be really important. Um, and then kind of go from there and specialize. Okay, I like this. You know, take what you like, leave what you don't. And seeing all the different options that are out there. And then just getting information as far as, because not all chiropractic schools philosophically are created equal either. My mm-hmm. school was in Lombard, Illinois. So I went to National University of Health Sciences. Mm-hmm. And that tends to have a bit more of a, medically driven kind of philosophy where we can speak on par with medical practitioners, um, osteopaths, medical doctors, surgeons, Mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, Honestly, if I could do it over knowing who I am and my philosophy, I would probably have chosen a different school because uh, to me, it was almost, sometimes I got the feel like it was, well, you know, if you could have gone to medical school, you would have done it that way approach where I was like, no, I want to be here because this is what I want to do. As as opposed to like, this, this is what I really wanted to do. It's not like this was my second choice after not getting into med school. If I wanted to go to medical school, I would have gone to medical school. Um, Yeah. So I would definitely visit different practitioners, really get clear on what, you know, what options you might have, what what your goal and where your heart is see a different bunch of different people, visit different schools to see what resonates. And that can change over time, of course, too. Of course, of course. So you've been in the field for a while. So I'm sure you've seen tons of patients. Tell me about <laughs> a patient. <laughs> tell me about a patient that touched your heart. And then tell me about a patient that changed your practice. Oh, one another difficult question. So <laughs> I can actually tell you a story just this past weekend, a uh, patient who touched my heart. And it's so interesting timing wise that these things come up, right? Oh. So I hadn't seen this patient for almost four years, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and he's now 18. And so when I saw him, he was in his early teen years. Um, he had come in with um, 
very difficult digestive situations. So he was unable to have bowel movements regularly. And if he did, they were incredibly painful. Um, and the very first time that I had seen him, like I said, I think he was 13 at the time. The first time I saw him, I saw him the first time. And then a week later he came in and gave me a hug and said, you've changed my life. Mm-hmm. It, it just was the most heartwarming thing ever. Cause that week after I had seen him, he had normal bowel movements that were painless for the first week. I was like, Oh my, I mean, it was even a shock to me. I mean, this is what I do and this is what I preach and mm-hmm. love. And it was even a shock to me. Like I didn't expect to make that kind of progress this quickly. Yeah. Um, and then of course there were, you know, ups and downs and it was, it was still a process in their journey. That wasn't the end all be all of the story, sure. Sure, but sure. it still was so impactful. And then th- this is where it ties into the current is I hadn't seen him in three, four years. He, he just came back on Saturday as now a new adult at 18 years old saying, well, I'm, I'm, my bathroom issues are behind me. I'm doing fantastic as far as that's concerned. And I'm just having a little bit of fatigue and some other, what I feel are psychosomatic related ailments in my body. And I couldn't think of anyone else that would better be better to help me through these things. So, (laughs) I mean, Tasha, it was like, I literally, I still even saying these words, my heart just explodes just with the gratitude that I have for, for all my patients. And this one just really hit. For, for such a young man to have these yeah. kinds of thoughts and perspectives was beautiful. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Just to be able to see the impact that you're having on someone's life. That is, that's yeah. Absolutely. And, I, and I didn't even know, you know, like, and I hadn't yeah. seen him in such a long time. I had no clue what impact I could have or would have had. And that happens sometimes, right? Like I'll see oh, yeah. some patients and then they go away for a couple of years and I just, I follow up every now and then and say, Hey, just checking on you. But most of the time people are busy. They don't write back. And it's, it's really, it's a blessing to know that the impact does extend longer than, than when people are just in the office. Absolutely. But you know, that's, there's a saying, no news is good news, right? right. So Ideally. clearly, <laughs> clearly you're, you're doing something right. <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, and then your other question, as far as changing my practice, that's a, an interesting question too, because I feel like and this is in across all fields and all professions, I feel like we attract different levels of patients. We attract different levels of clients. The more we grow and the more our, our, we ourselves as per people evolve and our practices evolve. Um, and so it's like new cases that come up, new challenges. Mm -hmm. It's, it kind of, it's like life's way of saying, Hey, it's time to level up and learn more. Um, but one person I can think of in particular I've had a beautiful time working with her. And when I talk about these connections emotionally mm-hmm. to our physical body, she literally embodied it better than I could ever describe. Um, and so ever since that happened, really moving forward, that's truthfully where I'm driving a lot of my practice. Now I still do a lot of chiropractic manipulation and structural work and reflexes and muscles. And I do all the stuff, Sure, but the more I, work and move forward. Um, and the longer that I'm in practice, the more I really am stepping back to realize and recognize that most things that we experience as human beings honestly have like a emotional or energetic component to them. And so when I think of things three-dimensionally, like there's structural, there's nutritional, and there's emotional, very rarely is it just one side of the triangle. We have to incorporate all three areas to really provide the most impact and healing to people. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. Could not agree more. So we are 
almost, I can't believe this, we are almost very, very close to 2023, right? So <laughs> I, that's I, getting I, crazy. I keep, I, isn't that crazy? Like I can't, every time I look at the calendar, I'm like, oh my goodness, we're about to approach fourth quarter. This is insane. So I know we're kind of late into the year, but I'm still going to ask this anyway. If you had to choose one word to represent your goals for this year, what would it be and why? So that's another good question. And this is something, I, this might be my goal for 2023 as well, try, okay. quite truthfully. Mm -hmm. um, the word is authenticity. And yeah. in my life, I'll just be very real with you, Tasha. In my life, you know, for many, many years, I was a member of the fake it till you make it camp, right? Mm. That, that idea that, well, if you have some imposter syndrome, if you're not quite sure where you fit, if you're doubting yourself and your abilities, just fake it and you'll push through and eventually you'll get there. Yeah, I don't buy it. I, mm -hmm. I faked it for way too many years and it hasn't gotten me anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with regard to, I mean, showing up on video and social media and it's, I feel like some people are better at this than others, but at least for me, it's been hard to face judgment in the past because you do anything and people are going to judge you. People aren't going to yeah. like what you have to say. Exactly. And historically, I've, I still know who I am at the core of my being. But sometimes I change the way that I say certain things so as not to offend or to, you know, make it come across a little bit nicer and that sort of thing. And truthfully, what I'm working to do is having more of that courage to be my true authentic self, un unabashedly, so to speak, to really just be that, that real human yeah. that some people will take, some people won't, and that's okay. And I think that's a process and a journey. <laughs> You know what? I, I wholeheartedly agree. And you're one of the first people to have said authentic. So I love that. that <laughs> oh, great. That word. No, 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 no. Seriously. I, Cause I asked that question for all of my interviews and that's the first time I think I've heard authentic. So I love that. And I completely agree. Um, especially when it comes to social media, I'm not a big social media person. I, I completely understand where you're coming from on that. I, me personally, as a content creator, I, this is what I thrive at. You know what I mean? So I know kind of where to stay in my lane, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, anyone, <laughs> and anyone who knows me too knows that I'm very direct. So I completely understand where you're coming from. So uh, kudos to you for, for choosing uh, authenticity. I love that. Totally love that. Yeah, so, it has not always been that easy. <laughs> oh, trust me. Uh, yes, I, I completely understand. It is easier said than done. It has been a journey. <laughs> yeah. For me as Just well. Just like anything. Exactly. For me as well. I, quite frankly, even putting together this podcast. That's a whole, that's a whole nother story for a different day. <laughs> well, you're, a, you're amazing if you could put together a podcast and keep up with it. So kudos to you oh, just on that thank alone. You. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. So last but not least, what is the best piece of advice that you have for people who desire to live a healthy lifestyle? There are so many things. So I'm going to kind of Keep it simple, but then also okay. leave with kind of what I feel like is the bigger impactful um, conversation. So first piece of advice that I would say is keep it simple. Um, I often recommend and talk about what I call the seven best doctors that we can see on a regular basis to enhance our health in our life. So I'm going to go through those one by one. Okay. Diet. Of course, what we eat has an incredibly profound effect on our physiology and our mental health. So I always just generally say, as far as nutrition is concerned, the more likely we are to eat something that we would generally find in nature, 
the better off we're going to be. If you could feasibly create it in your own kitchen, as opposed to looking at something with a laundry list of ingredients, half of which you can't pronounce or don't know what they are, <laughs> diet, what we're putting in our bodies, very important. Um, so that's number one. Number two would be water intake, quality and quantity of water. So I often um, mention that we should drink about half of our body weight in ounces per day. People okay. sometimes go, <gasps> really? Yes, okay. yes, really. Because <laughs> if we wow. imagine that we lived in a bathtub, our bodies are mostly water. So if we were living in a bathtub and we only took out two cups of water a day we and yet kept living in that same water, it would get pretty disgusting after a while. Mm. And so if we kind of use that bathtub metaphor as our bodies, the more water we can replenish, the more often, more likely we're going to be healthier. Um, so diet, water, sleep is another, of course, incredibly important one, quality and quantity. This is very subjective. It depends on the person for, you know, some people can get by on, you know, six hours of sleep and they feel best at that. Other people's, nope, I needed a solid nine. Find mm -hmm. your rhythm and your groove and what feels best for your body because there's no one size fits all approach or protocol. Um, but essentially making sure that you're getting good quality sleep and you're not waking up tired, you're not waking up in the middle of the night, can't get back to sleep kind of thing. Um, of course, number four would be exercise. And once again, all these best doctors are quality and quantity and frequency. So mm -hmm. what's right for you is not necessarily going to be what's right for me. And what's right for me may not be the what's right for my neighbor, right? So sure. exercise program is the exact same. I'm in a different place even myself now as I was two years ago. And so things with our bodies need to change and we have to kind of be mindful and aware of that to give us, to give ourselves kind of what we need as far as that goes. Um, but generally with regard to exercise, I say moving is always better than not moving and keep it moderate. Um, especially if you're starting out and you're kind of new and you're just looking to not be sedentary, just do anything, just go for a walk three times a week. Anything is better than nothing. And then if you are more of an elite athlete, then you challenge yourself in different ways. So, mm -hmm. um, and then a few more on this is sunlight mm. more, more than just important for vitamin D. I mean, Tasha, you live in Chicago, you know, it's been a little gloomy here the last two days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, <laughs> I was grouchy yesterday and there was no, for no other reason than I was stuck inside because it was raining all day. So yeah the sun can just be so incredibly impactful to how we feel energetically, our mood shifts as a result of it, not to mention the vitamin D exposure. So sunlight, incredibly important. Number six is fresh air. So mm -hmm. not even counting the sun, but I went for a walk this morning just because thankfully there was no torrential downpours of rain I know. and it felt <laughs> so good. I can say it felt oh, yeah. so good just to be outside and moving even though it wasn't pristine, perfect weather, right? So yeah. just getting outside and getting that fresh air is important. Um, and last but not least, doctor number seven is joy. I've been touting on the mental, emotional connections to our physical body. I, if I had to pick one of these seven, that's the most important, I would pick this. Because mm -hmm. if we are unhappy with any area of ourself or our life or our environment, mm -hmm. it's going to impact every single other area. And we're not going to be able to move forward with the health that we want. Um, there's, there was a study, I want to say, I think it was from Ohio state in the sixties that they were trying to, the researchers were trying to show the correlation between poor diet equaling heart disease and high cholesterol and things of that nature. So they were doing the study on bunnies and they had the one group of bunnies that they fed 
beautiful, you know, rich, healthy diet, fruits and vegetables, all the diet that the bunny should need. And the other group that didn't have that diet, right? And so they were going to show at the end of the study, look, the good diet had good, good, healthy, you know, no plaques in their arteries. And this poor diet group, this is the one that developed all these issues, right? Hmm. They didn't actually have that as the answer. And so they were kind of taken aback and said, okay, well, what's this difference? Because it wasn't just as black and white as it sounded. When they looked a little bit deeper, there was a group of the bunnies in that second group where the ones that didn't have the best diet, they were on the bottom shelf or something, so to speak. And so they were more accessible to the researchers. They were pet. They were taken out of their cages and snuggled Mm -hmm. and loved. And that group didn't develop any issues. Interesting. So it, to me, it's like, I love referencing this story because it just tells me, don't get me wrong. I will never in my life tell someone that diet's not important because it is, sure. it, it makes sure. up every cell and who we are. It helps our mental focus. The, the mm-hmm. importance of healthy quality food is insurmountable, but it's not the only important thing because if you're having a good quality diet without the other components that are going to give you a healthy, fulfilling life, it's almost worthless. So true. Oh my goodness. I love that. And, and you called that the seven doctors you said? I, I called my seven best doctors. Yep. Seven best doctors. I love that. That is fantastic. Thoroughly learned a lot. Right <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, Christy, I just want to thank you once again, so much for coming onto the show. I know the audience is going to learn a lot from this interview. If they wanted to connect with you, what is the best way to do so? Um, well, I've got a couple ways. I am, I'm on all the main social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, even TikTok and YouTube. My YouTube channel is Dr. Christy Cares. Like I said, I will be posting more videos on there shortly, um, but there's plenty to get you started if you jumped on now. Um, and then my website is christymatusiakdc.com. Um, and then also my book is accessible if you're a new mom and or just feeling like you need that support system, so to speak, um, that's available on Amazon. It's called Coordinating the Chaos Through Birth and Burnout. For anyone listening who, you know, wants more information or just wants to talk with me a little bit and see if this kind of work could help support them in any way, um, they can email me directly at christymatusiak at gmail. But I also do provide remote work. Um, so I, I see people all over the country, even though this, the topic of chiropractic work Obviously, that kind of work is to be done in person, but all the rest of the big picture work that we've talked about, the emotional balancing, um, dietary concerns, homeopathic remedies and whatnot, I can do that all over the world. So if anyone just wants to connect and get some information on that, I'm happy to do so. Fantastic, fantastic. And of course, all of this information will be on the Hustle and Faith website as well. Christy, once again, thank you so much for coming onto the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Can't wait to meet in person. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, rate or leave a review, donate, or make a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, then you risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.